0: Because of the lack of gravity, space offers unique conditions for developing technology and performing research. Amazing accomplishments have been made at the ISS, like advanced medical instruments, new materials and water purification techniques.
1: Historically, that type of activity in low Earth orbit has been reserved for large corporations and companies with close to unlimited resources. And that is where today's guest comes into the picture. Veronica Largina is head of European operations at NanoRacks in Torino. And they are on a mission to democratize space. My name is Susanna Levenhaupt. My
0: name is Marcus Pettersson. And this is Have We Gone to Mars Yet?
1: Space is opening up. And every launch full of payloads is pretty much one step closer to that Mars mission we are so excited about. Today we get to talk to someone who helps making space accessible to everyone.
0: By organizing for research groups to fit their projects on NASA's commercial resupply service rides that go up to the ISS on a regular basis, NanoRacks can offer an end-to-end solution with a much smaller price tag than booking a ticket on a rideshare mission. In that way, they sort of paved the way for more discoveries and development that perhaps wouldn't otherwise have been made.
1: We met up with Veronica in a park in Torino to learn more about their operations today and also what wonderful things that lay ahead. But first, Veronica, tell us about your company, Nanorax.
2: I am leading NanoRacks Europe, that is based here in Torino. It is the sister company of NanoRacks LLC, based in the US, that started more than 10 years ago. Actually, we choose Torino because in Torino has been built more than 41% of the International Space Station. And this station, it is basically our home outpost in Leo orbit. Why? Because NanoRack has been invested more than 40 million U.S. dollars in instrumentation and capability to host commercial driven payloads. And so far, we succeed to bring up to space more than 1,300 payloads. We bring things up to space without having a rocket. So this helps us basically to have a lean approach in a way that we do not have too much cost and we can go in front of a customer with affordable condition. So it means that they are not prohibitive. That's why we pursue the democratization of accessing space. So basically when we receive an inquiry or we are inducing a needs to customer to go up to space, uh, the conversation starts, okay, what you would like to do in space. Sometimes the conversation is uh, taking a little bit uh, long. Sometimes it's very short straight away because there are customers already in a certain way educated to space and customers, they are excited about space. They would like to get the best of space and we help them to define their mission objective. After we said, okay, you would like to bring this item to space and uh, needs to have this constraint, thermal, uh, taxi condition to go up to space, uh, shaping, packaging, preparing, uh, making sure that is not to create any assault to the station or to the crew member uh, on the station. Uh, we organize all these things for making it happen. So one big part, it is the safety review. Basically, we need to make sure that it's getting approval to go up. Then uh, there is the matching to be operated in space within our facility from our mission control center. And then we make sure that we are going to deliver to the customer what the customer is expecting to have. How much interaction do you need
0: from the actual astronauts working at the ISS?
2: We know very well that the astronaut can be very busy and uh, they may have a limited uh, time for supporting this type of activity. So one trend of our conops has been to making everything autonomous as much as possible. Then there is the fun part that uh, every customer would like to get a picture of their toy in orbit when the astronaut is operating. Fine
1: can a customer send anything they want up to space? Uh,
2: TILA is not creating a damage to astronauts and to the ISS and infrastructure. Uh, it is the first uh, requirement to set. Then, uh, on board of the International Space Station, because we work under the NASA Space Act Agreement, we have two venue. One, it is the advancement of... Uh, education, science and technology. So we get the merits that the result, they are going to be uh, delivered and making available to the whole community, to NASA as well. So in a certain way, uh, NASA is welcoming uh, to do this activity because everyone is getting again. The other venue, it is the commercial policy from NASA. So basically, if you would like to send something up to space and uh, the requirements of uh, science advancement, technology improvement are not met, then there is a policy of NASA that requires the refunding of the ISS resource. There is a a published uh, pricing policy from NASA. So on top of the work to be done, we have to refund this ISS resource up to, to NASA and this makes the, uh, the price increasing. So, in principle, you can do whatever you want. It's a matter of uh, how much is going to be affordable for the customer.
1: Let's say I have a company. I would like to send something up to do an experiment. It needs to be there for three weeks, and in three days you have to turn it over, and then you have to open it and look at this thing, and then you have to move that, so you, have, you take care of the whole process.
2: Yes, correct. It's an end-to-end uh, services. We start this, uh, uh, this business considering the U-factor that is coming from the CubeSat. So this, this box modular in shape starting from 10, and 10, 10 centimetre up to a certain capacity. So we have capacity internal, externally, can be very small, can be very big. So for instance on the bishop airlock it is our last more complex capacity we can host a, a payload of 100 kilos that instead in the previous facility that we still have operating on the station they are uh, much smaller
0: tell us about bishop
2: and uh, why is it called that the bishop the name came from the chess So it is this character that uh, is uh, moving on the diagonal instead to be vertical, horizontal like the other one. And uh, this gives us the opportunity to have a capability that uh, really can make a change uh, because first of all, as the airlock capacity means that uh, has the ability to transfer the payload from a pressurized environment of the station to the unpressurized environment outside the station, or vice versa. When they are hosted outside, they need to retrieve it back. Then, I mean, uh, uh, we have the opportunity to host big payload in terms of 100 around the rings of the bishop externally, So it's a big one. You can look up to the universe. You can look down to the the Earth if you put a camera or a detector sensor, whatever you would like to do. On the other side, when uh, it's opened, you can inject satellite of 100 kilos and not only just CubeSat, but big satellite. Then never uh, uh, forget that when it is closed, it, it is an empty room to do additional internal research particularly for that activity that uh, they need a maneuver, like robotic arm and so on, that you cannot do in the station because it's crewed, because it's instrumented, because there are activities are going on.
1: Who is it that comes to you? Who are your customers?
2: Our dream is that uh, everyone can come to us. You know, like you take a plan to go to London and you don't have to give any justification We would like to have a day, the opportunity to bring the dreams of everyone to go up to space. So far, I can say that there are primarily three lines of customer segmentation. That is school, education, science, primarily university and academia, and technology. So there are new startup companies that they open up their technology for space purpose. They would like to test for the first time. And they come to us, how they can go up to space, test their technology and retrieve it back. Because the station is serviced to go up, but also to come down. And then there are a number of uh, uh, emerging companies that actually they are not doing nothing to space. They just uh, use space as a big lap. So particularly for uh, plant germination, for uh, new packaging material, for new material for radiation shielding. uh, It's so vast. I mean, uh, the number of spin-off of technology came from uh, space exploration. But do you have
0: unlimited capacity or do you turn projects down?
2: We have a capacity enough to match the customer needs currently. Of course, we are hosted on a project that is uh, initially in an intergovernmental uh, uh, orbital platform, that is the International Space Station. So we have an agreement uh, with NASA to do certain things, and we need to be compliant to these constraints. Uh, So far, they have been uh, generous enough, and also we came with an innovative concept of operation to drive the customer needs to meet their challenge. Uh, So it's a mix. I mean, uh, we should not uh, forget that Constraint, they are a good engine for innovation.
1: What are your plans for the future? Do you have any other missions or other things you want to do in space?
2: I mean, doing this activity uh, since more than 10 years, uh, point out a number of, uh, let's say, limits. So new challenge for the next So one of the limits that we experimented uh, uh, on the station is the quality of microgravity. So the quality of microgravity means to have a uniformity of microgravity, particularly when you do production in orbit. You know, you are generating 3D printing materials, uh, tissue engineering, uh, all this activity, they... Require a uniform quality of microgravity that on the station is missing for a number of reasons. You have the astronauts; they are going up and down, jumping. Then there is the uh, normal decaying of the orbit. So every time a vehicle is going up, then it's boosted. The station moves, so the, the gravity condition, the microgravity condition, are disturbed. That's why we get. Uh, a really fun attention to the free fly opportunity, where you have a module that you can keep uh, station the uh, the quality of the microgravity. And then uh, we understood that there are a number of customers uh, that um, they just would like to go up to space. They would like to have uh, more freedom in the way they go up to space. That's why uh, we matured the idea to have our own space station. And we came with the idea of the STAR Lab. If you can see, I mean, has been recently awarded by, uh, the, by NASA to move forward the plan. And basically, it is a sort of satellite with a service module, so a technology that is reliable enough. And then there is an expandable module, is, uh, is inflatable. So basically, it can be crewed since its injection. This means that uh, with one launch, we are going to have uh, a crewed space station. Instead, historically, all the space stations have been set with a number of launch. Feast the service module, then the habitat, and then the research capability and blah, blah, blah. So you need many launch. This is the challenge in front of us. We are working uh, very hard for making this happen, and uh, we hope it's going to be.
1: First off, it's so cool that you're going to build your own space station, but if everything goes as planned, which it never does, but if everything goes as planned, when will Starlab be operational?
2: The ambition is to have uh, the launch by 2027 to assure a smooth transition from the ISS to the new station.
1: You cannot build it by yourself, so who are you working with? Yes,
2: the plan in front of us is that NanoRack is the prime uh, and uh, we set the opportunity to be the prime because uh, we know very well the customer needs so we can drive the type of uh, uh, technology solution needs to be set. And then on this uh, endeavor, we are working with uh, Lockheed Martin and uh, with Voyager uh, Space. At the same time, we are still looking for a number of uh, uh, partners uh, for making unique, uh, not only in terms of structure of the mainframe, but also in terms of uh, outfitting capability to perform the experiment, uh, to be uh, flexible and uh, agile enough. Uh, so I would say that the business is still open. Are you looking at
0: taking experiments to the moon or maybe even to Mars eventually?
2: The moon I would say that is uh, one of the proudness of NanoRack Europe. We are starting uh, uh, to position ourselves for the moon in a number of activity. So we are partner of the Italian consortium that is going to deliver the moon shelter, that is uh, the uh, Italian contribution to Artemis. And NanoRack Europe is leading the definition uh, of the lunar lab. So to create a science corner to perform experiment And we are doing this having in mind the same business model and the same uh, frames that we have been uh, proven to work on the station. This gives us the opportunity to easily propose to our current uh, customer base to move from the ISS to the moon. Then... I mean, uh, we are involved with here in Italy in a number of projects related with the setting up of the uh, lunar communication and navigation uh, system uh, with ISA. Uh, the initiative is called Moonlight. And for this, uh, we have uh, uh, the opportunity to work to define a commercial-driven tiered payload uh, hosted on a satellite orbiting around uh, the Moon. So maybe beside the primary mission for communication and navigation, customer would like to have a camera to have a recurrent image acquisition of the Moon. Another project is the sintering procedure of uh, regulate Simulant. So it's still on ground to basically uh, put uh, the the simulant in a microwave and uh, to deliver bricks. So these techniques uh, for making it simple, uh, basically you have the opportunity to produce bricks without using water. That is definitely a matter of scarcity on the moon. Still uh, many things to be done, but quite exciting to think about the moon. Mars. I like to define myself as a Mars generation. But um, I would say the, the path to go there uh, is still long. Uh, I think it's a good goal to have in front of us, to work for it. Uh, as a company and personally, I did not identify a path, but I'm uh, uh, making myself awake at night to think about
1: Inspiring times
0: ahead for sure. Definitely. And I love the thought of opening up for more research in space, which might lead to a lot of solutions to the problems we deal with on Earth. Like those bricks Veronica talked about. That research could provide great insight to how we can build water-efficient constructions in dry areas, even if those areas are not on the moon.
1: And it's good to know that there will be a space laboratory out there even after the ISS is disassembled. NanoRacks Starlab is proclaimed to be the world's first science park in space. And I can't imagine a more attractive place to perform one's research.
0: Looking forward to the future. But now it's time to say goodbye. My name is Susanna Levenhaupt. My name is Markus Pettersson. The music we play is composed by Armin Pendek.
1: Have We Gone to Mars Yet is produced at Beppo by Rundfunk Media in collaboration with Rymdkapital. Read more about them and how you can get yourself involved at Hallo, Hallå. Programmet gjordes av...
2: Rundfunkmedia